winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule. So you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, death by drawbridge? One of the worst, horrible, or ironic ways to die ever. A sports radio competitor goes belly up. Should I stay classy or start a dunk line? All that plus an iconic muscle car gets discontinued. Your 30-minute vacation fix from El Baldo is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, August 17, 2022. Yes, I missed the post on the live open. A little bit trickier than you think. I'll work on it. I ain't doing any editing. You're going to get what I get tonight. You're going to get what I have tonight, and you're going to like it. And I don't even know if it's going to go 30 minutes. We shall see. But here we are, uh, day number three in the van, on vacation, Another wonderful day outside in the sun at the beach. Flew my drone in the morning over Harbor Town's 18th hole in the iconic red and white striped lighthouse. Uh, got some great hashtag digital assets. Um, went swimming. Did I say I went to the beach? Okay, I did that. Yeah, it was a good day. It's a good day. Pretty tired. Pretty tired, but not too tired to do a podcast. Hold on a second. There we go. Just cracked open a truly fruit punch hard seltzer. Mm. Can I ask a question? I guess it's my podcast. Why not? Are we done with seltzers? Or are we just somehow getting started? Because my God, the array of 
of different seltzers on the market now is staggering. And here's the most annoying thing about them. It's the shape of the can, which does not fit in your traditional koozie, nor in your traditional cup holder. It rattles around. Why the fuck are all the seltzer cans long and thin when they have the same amount of fluid, 12 ounces, generally speaking, as a regular can of soda? Why is... oh? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I I think I know. Tis must be the marketing angle that, oh, these, these alcoholic drinks won't make you fat, Betty. No, look how skinny the can is. Look how dainty you can hold it in your fingers between your thumb and your forefinger. Mmm. Mmm. Only 100 calories. Mmm. Good stuff. And by good, I mean eh, not so good. I actually tried a couple of the uh, so-called shelf-stable hard liquor drinks. There was a Crown Royal with cola in a can. I tried it. It was mm, not great. I tried a Jameson and ginger with lime today. It was pretty darn tasty, but holy shit, 36 grams of sugar. Same thing for a uh, Jim Beam and ginger, a highball in a can. And, yes, those cans, too, came in the longer, thinner variety. Just just stop it with the long and the thin, okay? It, just make it can-sized. That's all I ask. Okay, death by drawbridge. What the living hell is this? Headline, man visiting Milwaukee falls to death while clinging to drawbridge that opened while he and his wife were crossing by foot. 77-year-old Rhode Island man vacationing died in a gruesome fall. As a downtown bridge opened, according to authorities, as more details emerged Tuesday about the, man's, about the man's death, questions remained as to how the bridge operator, controlling it remotely, he's in a nice air-conditioned central unit in town where they've got video feeds and he's supposed to look at the video feeds. Is anyone on the bridge? No one's on the bridge. Okay. Cam one, cam two. You had one job. Check the bridge. Check the bridge for old people. He did not check the bridge. Now, these bridges don't spring open like a mousetrap either. They go very slowly. And there are bar, there are gates and alarms and lights. Ding, 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 ding. Like a railroad crossing. Warning, warning. Drawbridge about to open. According to uh, authorities, they are now investigating how the man controlling the bridge remotely, could have missed the two people on the bridge in the surveillance video. Uh, Judge Richard, just after Monday, Richard Charles Dujardin, Dujardin, a former religion reporter who lived in Providence, Rhode Island, was crossing the Kilbourne Avenue Bridge over the Milwaukee River with his wife, Rose Marie. 
Richard was looking at an iPad while walking. Oh, no. Which way are we going? I don't know. I can't read this iPad. Oh, shit. This bridge is opening. Rosemarie, his wife, made it all the way across the bridge to its east side. Richard, though, was still in the middle of the bridge when it began to rise. The lights, bells, and arms came down at each end of the bridge, said the authorities, said the report, but Richard was apparently hard of hearing, and it's thought that he didn't notice them. Shit. Also, Mr. Dujardin walked slowly and used a hearing aid. He tried to catch up with his wife when the bridge began to open. Oh, 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 wait for me. No, 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 no. If you're on the side, if she's already on the other side of the bridge where the the opening is cracked open and she's going downhill to the far side, don't you try to go uphill to catch her. No, no, no. Turn around and go downhill. He couldn't make it to her in time. He grabbed onto the side railing and held on for one to two minutes as the bridge continued to rise. He held on as the bridge deck rose to a 90-degree angle, straight up and down, but eventually lost his grip and fell 71 feet to the concrete street below him. He suffered head trauma and died from his injuries at the scene. Witnesses on Monday said police performed CPR. Uh, It didn't help, obviously. And uh, they were staying in a downtown Milwaukee hotel. Supposed to fly home on Monday. Uh, The remote bridge operator is now on leave. Milwaukee police said on Tuesday they did not suspect the bridge operator had committed a crime, but an investigation remained ongoing. They say that the uh, man was fully trained in his fourth year as a bridge operator, having conducted hundreds of bridge openings. The Kilbourne Avenue Bridge is operated remotely from the Water Street Bridge house. The operator must check two cameras with live footage of the bridge before opening it. About half the 20 movable bridges in the city are operated remotely. And according to a Department of Public Works spokesperson, remotely opening bridges is, quote, a safe and standard industry practice. Oh, it is? Because you just flung a man titanic style off the side of one to his i'm not the one don't blame me why do you got to do this same seriously it is a dumb way to die it's a horrible way to die it's terrible it's inexplicable that this would be the case but yeah i love how they say oh yeah this is a safe and standard practice Well, I don't know. You might want to review the safe part because apparently not as safe as you think it is. In other local Milwaukee news, 12.50 a.m., The Fan, one of the three sports stations in Milwaukee, of which mine, 97.3 The Game, operated by the fearless iHeart mothership. But 12.50 a.m., The Fan went Belly up on Tuesday. That's it. Good night, everybody. So that leaves two. Now, as 
George Costanza once said in Seinfeld, when his fiance died licking the, the envelopes to their wedding invitations, when all he wanted to do was get out of the wedding but was too scared to do it, he said, how did I react with restrained jubilation? <laughs> That's how I'm going to react to this. Obviously, it's good for us and the other station in town whose name I won't mention because then you might be like, hey, wait a minute. There's another station? I had no idea. I'm going to go listen to them. See you later, Zabe. I'm out of here. You told me it. ESPN 1000. Okay. It's good for us. We're going to scoop up, I'm sure, some of the sports radio listeners that were there. I honestly think three radio, three sports radio stations in Milwaukee, too many. Two might be a bit much, but I think both of us are in it for the long haul. But, yeah, 12 on-air personalities, and I'm sure a bunch of off-air guys as well, producers and whatnot, boom, out of work. That sucks. That includes morning host show Bart Winkler. Bart Winkler, I don't know. But I know this. When I first began my show on 97 Through the Game, he was doing the show with Chuck Friedman, who I got to meet when he got laid off maybe a year and a half ago, and he came to work briefly for 97 Through the Game. I think he still does work for us in some capacity. I haven't seen him in a while. Nice enough fella. I had no beefs with him. It was uh, uh, the Chuck and Bart show or Chuck and Wink show or Wink and Bart. and I, I don't know how, what they called it, but Bart was taking shots at me. <laughs> oh, boy. He, he, was, he was firing on social media. I think he called me a fraud, poser, wannabe. He really played up the fact that I guess Bart is born and raised old school Milwaukee. You know, and so here I am as a sort of a carpetbagger, if you will, like Hillary Clinton running for Senate in New York. And he was he was punching up because he knew he was going to be punching up. And I quickly surpassed him and the other morning show in the ratings with ease. And I'm sure that rubbed him the wrong way. But man, was he talking shit. And I did not respond. I was just like, okay, that, there you go. Well, now he's, uh, he's out of work. Him and a bunch of other guys are out of work. Should, should I form a dunk line now? Should I go back and pull up some of these old tweets of his? And dunk? I mean, I'm, I, that's not me, by the way. Again, I don't know him. I understand why he'd be bitter about it that I come in supposedly a carpetbacker, even though I've been on the air in Milwaukee for – had been on the air for 24 years with Bob and Brian, so it's not like, you know, I wasn't on the air, and it's not like I'm not good. I mean, it is what it is. People want to listen to guys that are interesting. So playing up the whole, he's not a native. He's just pretending to like the Packers and the Bucks and everything else. I'm the real deal! Well, maybe you shouldn't have been talking so much shit. I don't you know. shouldn't have been talking shit! I mean, it's a bad look. I will not talk shit on him. I Again, I don't know him. I've never met him. I actually thought he had a really good bit when the Bucks were making the run to the championship, and it looked really, really dire multiple times along the way. He went out and he put a folding chair on the side of what he thought was going to be the parade route for the championship, like 
several series, I think, ahead of time. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. And it turned out, boom, they won the championship. That's a great bit that came home, but uh, I can't pay the bills with that now. You shouldn't have been talking shit. So here's the problem with our business, okay? And, you know, this kind of happened to me in D.C. It's not that uh, my station went out of business, but it got sold multiple times in a quick succession from Dan Snyder offloading us to Urban One, Urban One then offloading us to Odyssey, the parent company that just vaporized 1250 The Fan. Um, It's not that I was technically out of a job. They wanted me to keep doing the afternoon show in D.C. on Team 980. But they had fired Scott, and it was just going to be me and Solly. And here's the thing. They were so cheap, they were not going to make Solly full-time. So Solly wasn't even a full-time salaried employee. Even worse, he's working for an hourly wage with all of his years of experience doing producing and being on air as a producer, local show in D.C., national show with me and Scott on Fox, and they're like, ah, we don't have the budget. Sorry, it's, it's either hourly or nothing. And he thought, okay, eventually they're going to go, all right, this guy's good. We should probably put him on, on staff and give him a salary. And they never did. And then Solly quit. He's like, fuck this. It is a brutal business. Plus, he was having to pay parking in downtown D.C. Because unlike the hosts who could stay at home and do their show, especially during the pandemic, from their pajamas, he had to be in the station pushing the buttons as producer. So he had to go in. And he had to pay an exorbitant amount of D.C. parking rates, something like $15 an hour. Or no, like, was $15 a day maybe? Maybe like $15, $20 a day, which offset off his hourly wages. It was like a third of his take-home every day. It was fucking ridiculous. But here's the thing. I feel bad for all the guys on the station, except for Bart. You shouldn't have been talking shit. Okay, I'm just kidding. And um, what are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to be calling our station. They're going to be calling our boss. Hey, man, I just want you to know I'm available. And we may absorb one or two, although I don't know if we have the budget for it. I mean, sports radio is a very expensive format. A lot of bodies. Takes a lot. And, you know, it's a lot easier to have a good country station with about four or five on-air jocks. And they can then voice track the weekends. Sports radio, it's so many people, so many producers, so many board ops, nights, weekends, you name it. Then you got to pay for rights fees uh, for one of the teams in the market and hope that that team is any good so you can make your money back. They're going to be looking for jobs, obviously. There's only two stations left, and not, I don't think either one is really necessarily hiring. So then what does a Bart Winkler do at that point? He shouldn't have been talking shit. Uh, maybe he'll go to work for Odyssey in a different market. Maybe do some national stuff for him. Maybe start a podcast. He probably already has a podcast. Not a terrible idea. But, um, yeah, that's why it's stupid. Stupid business. Don't get into it. You know, if you were uh, a logistics manager or a banker like like, uh, Josh used to be or an accountant or even just a general salesperson, hey, your company goes under, fires you or whatever, you quit. There's other banks and logistics companies and opportunities. Sports radio is so niche or niche. Don't know how you say it exactly. It's like Bart Winkler has this lifetime of accumulated Milwaukee-specific 
sports knowledge, and he loves to wear it on his chest, and that's great. Where does that? Where can you go with that? Can you go to Chicago, mm-hmm. L.A., Houston, Philly, D.C.? Do you want to? Well, you have to the, hit, then someone else will be ripping on him, going, oh, this guy's a fucking fraud. He doesn't like the Sixers. He's just fucking pretending. Tough deal. Uh, don't know what to say. It's good for us, good-ish. Um, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to do a dance or gloat. You just played that soundbite six times. Okay, uh, six? I thought it was like four. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guess what? What, Zabe? (laughs) Patrick Reed has found a way to make himself even more unlikable as a douchebag on the PGA Tour. No, I'm sorry, the Live Tour now. Patrick Reed has filed suit against Brandel Chambly and the Golf Channel for defamation. The attorney who filed the lawsuit is a noted whack job. His name, as I scroll through all the tabs I've got up here, his name is one Larry Clayman. Clayman is a pathologically litigious attorney and professional gadfly notorious for suing everyone from Iran's supreme leader to suing his own mother. Sue me? Sue everybody. Do I have the bite here on my computer? No, I don't. Uh, jerky boys of the under. Oh, man, what the hell? Sorry. Jerky boys. There we go. I do have it. All right. But th- is it possible in any way then to sue you people? <laughs> you. I'm asking you. you for help. Sue who? Me? Yes. Why yes. Uh, Brandel Chambly. Explain, I had a terrible accident. What's that to do with me? Well, I'm asking you for help, and uh, maybe I could sue for punitive damages that you're giving me. I'm giving you? Yes. Yes. Me? me. Yes. yes. What I do to you? Well, punitive damages here. <laughs> sue everybody. The great jerky boys with that soundbite. Look them up. Anyhow, the lawsuit is a doozy of a reach of a, wait, what are you fucking talking about exactly? The court documents allege Chambly, along with Golf Channel, have conspired as joint tort feasors for and with what? A tort feasor. 
uh, for and with the PGA Tour, its executive and its commissioner, Jay Monahan, to engage in a pattern and practice of defaming Mr. Reed, misreporting information with falsity and or reckless disregard for the truth. They have been actively targeting Mr. Reed since he was 23 years old to destroy his reputation, create hate, and a hostile work environment for him. The lawsuit says that Reed is facing fans taking cues from Chambly and often heckle him during tournaments, yelling at him, you cheater, or cheat, or everyone hates you, cheater, or you're going to miss this, you cheater. <laughs> really? Oh, I wish I had the soundbite handy of the uh, of the uh, Michael Jordan skit when he became the first black globetrotter. Maybe I can find it uh, on YouTube here. It's like, they're going to call you Blackie and things like, hey, don't pass it to Blackie. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I wish that Blackie wasn't on the court. <laughs> the great and late Phil Hartman with that one. Hey, can I look for it real quick? Do you mind here? Just uh, you know, occupy yourselves for two seconds. Phil Hartman, SNL, Michael Jordan, Globetrotters. Let's see what comes up on the old YouTube machine. Okay. Jackie Robinson, SNL. That's not it. Uh, best of Sunday Night Saturday Night Live hosted by Michael Jordan. Could that be it right there? Uh, was it maybe one of the Globetrotters? Maybe it was uh, something else he he uh, integrated. Mm. And starring Michael Jordan. Man, Michael Jordan looks so fucking cool. Oh, this is good. pornographic videos remember this label because it's not really pornographic that just says michael jordan (laughs) (laughs) cheater everyone hates you cheater patrick reed oh did i mention how much the suit is seeking 750 million dollars in damages (laughs) i don't know if this is going to get to the discovery phase or not but there you go. I believe Jason Sobel had the tweet of the day. Oh, the other thing on Tuesday was uh, Cam Smith withdrew from the BMW Championship, citing a hip injury. That is the second event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, I'm wondering, he said the uh, discomfort began in practice rounds and testified, intensified over the weekend while playing in the St. Jude. He, of course, was just two shots off the lead and then got hit with a penalty the morning after because somebody looked at the video and said, hey, I don't think he took full relief from that hazard, which was kind of a bullshit penalty, to be to be honest, even though it was the right call technically. I thought that once the you know day was passed, they couldn't fluff it up and fix it, but apparently they did. And, uh, yeah, he Smith does plan to tee up at the Tour Championship finale at Eastlake, uh, and he still f- is in contention to win the FedEx Cup title. They build it so that they can, you know, miss one of the FedEx Cup events and still win the whole thing. Okay. But the other big news was that one Eldrick T. Woods showed up 
at a tour player meeting to talk to the tour players who have not yet defected to the LIV tour. And he got off his private jet. They had video of it. And boy, he looked rough. I mean, I know he's not going to spring off of a jet with his reconstructed leg, but the going downstairs thing, it looked bad, which makes him playing these events this year even more amazing. And the fact that he made the cut at the Masters more amazing. But there was Tiger Woods to go to talk to the players to go, hey, you know, you got to think about this. Of course, you got this Patrick Reed lawsuit. I believe that the Live Tour ends in a flurry of lawsuits with when it's all starting to fall apart, guys will be suing and some guys will not have gotten their full amount of money and other guys will be suing the tour and suing whomever. It it really will be like the jerky boys clip, you know, sue, sue me. Yeah. Sue everybody. Why not? Let's hear that one more time, but shall is we? Is it possible in any way I then got, to sue you I'm people? I'm my seltzer so here. You, I'm asking you for help. Sue who, me? Yes. Why do you want to sue me? Well, I'm trying to explain. I had a terrible accident. What's that to do with me? Well, I'm asking you for help, and maybe I could sue for punitive damages that you're giving me. I'm giving you? Yes. Me? Yes. what I do to you? Well, punitive damages here. Punitive damages. $750 million, please. That's what Patrick Reed wants. I hope he gets it. I don't think... Randall Chambly has 750. Anyway, uh, tweet of the day on this, Jason Sobel, the Action Network. He tweets, the current season of golf has officially jumped the shark. Script writers introduced too many new adversaries. We can't figure out which characters to root for, and those plot lines make it seem like they've been complete, they've completely run out of legitimate ideas. Binge this show at your own risk. Well said, my friend. EA Sports. Oh, one more thing. Netflix has been filming a documentary about the PGA Tour with inside access, a la the Drive to Survive series, Formula One, all season long. How good is that going to be? Think of the shit they have in the can on hard drives just waiting to be chopped up and presented. Oh, I am ready. EA Sports is getting back in the college football game after Ed Ed O'Bannon's lawsuit shut down the franchise. Oh, I don't know, five, ten? The years go by quick. I'm going to say it was ten years ago. I'm just guessing. But EA Sports, who's getting back into NCAA football 23, that'd be next year, not this year, will only sell hard copies to retailers. They will not let you download the game, which is now the way it's done. How can I buy the game, leave it in the cellophane, not play it, but then go back to GameStop to go, is this worth anything? And they're like, yeah, $4. I'll take it. How can I do that if I'm going to download everything? Anyway, they're only going to sell hard copies because they said we want to give back to our resellers who have kept the NCAA franchise alive throughout this past decade. Oh, it is 10 years. I didn't even know that. Seahawks quarterback Drew Locke has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Thursday's game against the Chicago Bears on ESPN. To which Kyle Lamb tweets, why are we still doing this? And I say, yeah. Yeah. 
Why are we still doing this? Oh, that's right. It's a it's a cult. I forgot. Forgot my own message from yesterday. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden, not a real doctor, but she makes sure to have that in her title. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID despite four COVID shots. The original, the follow-up, booster, booster. I mean, will she keep getting the shots? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who knows? But we wish the First Lady a speedy recovery. Of course, I'm old enough to remember when her husband basically said that if you were not vaccinated, you were killing people. Killing people. That's right. Biden slamming the social media platforms. NBC's Peter Alexander asked the president what his message... Well, not just that if you're unvaccinated, you're killing people, but if you dare to express any sort of, yeah, I don't know if these things are going to really work. Misinformation. You were killing people. ...to platforms like Facebook on their handling of COVID disinformation. They're killing people. I mean, they really... Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And they're killing people. Ah, uh, yes. The old pandemic of the unvaccinated. That was a good one. I remember that one. I also remember the White House put out a note prior to, I think, the start of this winter at the end of 2021 saying, for those of you still unvaccinated, you can look forward to a winter of illness, a winter of severe illness and death for you and your family. Such a wonderful, charming message from the White House. Anne Heche's mom has now outlived four of her five children. In addition to her secretly gay husband, Donald, who died of AIDS in 1983. Get a load of this. The 85-year-old deeply religious mother of Anne Heche, who passed away this week, after being taken off of life support, after driving her uh, Mini Cooper at Mach 4 right into somebody's house in California. Nancy Hayes has now lived out, outlived four of her five children. Get this. Uh, she admitted in her religion-heavy memoir, The Truth Comes Out When Someone You Love Is In a Same-Sex Relationship, about her gay husband, Donald, and how she would use amyl nitrate poppers to improve their sex life. And they would take on married lovers on the side. Before Anne was born, her sister Cynthia, two months old, died from a heart defect. That sucks. Anne's 18-year-old brother Nathan died in a car accident three months after Don Hayes' death. Another sister, Susan Bergman, died from brain cancer in 06. Only one Hayes sibling, Abigail, is still living. I generally don't believe in curses, but it seems like that family is cursed. Just saying. And then there's this Dodge to discontinue gas-powered Challenger and Charger. They will release special edition models commemorating their exit from the iconic muscle car space. The 2023 Charger and Challenger models will bear a last call under hood plaque. This is as Dodge transitions into the era of electric vehicles. 
Now, I don't know if anyone out there is a big Dodge Challenger or Dodge Charger fanatic. I know I'm going to have to call my brother Flim and tell him, bro, it's over. My My brother Jim had a Dodge Charger. 71 Dodge Charger, I believe it was. A metallic blue, sort of a seafoam blue, kind of turquoise beast of a muscle car. And he bought it with money he got from delivering newspapers. And he would deliver newspapers in that muscle car around the mean streets of McLean, Virginia in high school because he had a driving paper route. And he would just be tearing down streets at 4 a.m. in the dark, driving on the wrong side of the road, flipping those newspapers, the Washington Post, out the window with one hand, driving with the other, living his best life. And then he went off to college, and the car needed some repairs. And I guess there was some miscommunication between my brother and my parents, and my parents were sick of it sitting out in front of the curb in front of their house. So get this. They sold it. They sold it without my brother's permission. He comes home from college, or it might have been law school. He's like, what happened to the Charger? And they're like, Jim, uh, Jimmy, we sold it. What? For how much? I think it was like $200. It's one of those unsolved Zabin family mysteries, sort of like what happened to the adopted dog, Brownie, that just disappeared one day. We had found the dog, beautiful mutt, brown dog, brought him in, lived in the house. We have photos of Brownie at Christmas. There's like three known photographs of us with a dog growing up. And one day, apparently, my mom said, well, the dog ran away again. My brother and I believe it's still a open cold case in which the dog was driven out to Manassas, Virginia, and kicked out of the car and said, go live a life with some other family, not us. But the car being sold out from under my brother's nose is a real one, and we know what happened there. So, hard feelings still persist? Not sure. I'll ask my brother next time I see him. In the meantime, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and I will see you next time. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.